0: all right we um l- let me just make a couple ex- uh, uh explain a couple of things on your in front of you you should have a blue sheet of paper little half sheets that is to be added to the notes that we started last week and i'll explain it in a moment the white sheets that's behind it it's the notes that we're going to hopefully begin tonight okay but What we're going to do tonight is we're going to finish off lesson number two from last week. I mean, there's, there's, Pastor Nooms, I know you don't want to sit next to us, but right up here, okay? Uh, The anointed ones are up here, right right next to Brother James and Chino, the new father to be. Um, Who was not here last week that you did not get lesson number two? Okay, quickly, Cliff, you're not up here already. Come on, bro. Okay, lift up, lift, lift up your hand. We are doing for those of you that may, maybe have not been here in a, in a while. You have So we're doing some some uh, key questions dealing with uh, the family, marriage, uh, and it is very, very important. And, and I know some of you may be thinking, well, you know what? I'm not married, but it doesn't matter because as believers, we should know the facts about what God says about marriage, what God says about the family, because there will come a time when maybe, like even what Brother Lanny was saying, speaking to somebody that he doesn't know ask you a question about something that is pertinent to marriage, to, to, to the family that we should know. We should not say, well, you know, I'm just not married. Well, the Word of God is the Word of God. Okay, so we should all know it, right? Okay, so um, I want to say this too. Um, I learned a bad habit from Brother Darryl. So I haven't forgiven him yet, but I will by the end of the week at least. Um, no, I have a tendency of talking fast. Okay, please, please, I am not offended. I am not offended if you say to me, Pastor, Pastor, just a little bit slow down, okay, or just do this. Okay, everybody practices exercise. Okay, there you go. Now, okay, because sometimes I get tendency of going fast, and I don't want I don't want you to miss what to, what we're saying. Now, last week when we started uh, when we started this a couple of weeks ago, the first lesson, the first point that we talked about was how to have a strong marriage. Okay, and we talked about that the first important thing is make sure that you are not unequally yoked. If you have children that are in in the marriage or uh, uh, thinking about marriage, you know you need to speak up. You need to speak up, because if not, they will, they will have nothing but heartaches. Or worse than that, they will back away from the things of God just to bring and keep peace in the marriage, okay? Secondly, we, we started, uh, last week we started talking about what are some of the ways that husbands show their love for their wives? How many of you recall that? I think that, that that's why I lost a lot of you, because what I did was I went off a script like Biden does on occasion, you know? Let's not go there, okay? Just my humble opinion. Okay. And, um, and what I did was I gave you notes that were, were not on your notes, okay? And uh, so what I did this week on that blue sheet of paper is those notes that, that I started speaking about last week. And if, if you remember, we spoke about, uh, we spoke about uh, husbands are to love their wives how? What, how? Huh? How? What, what, no, what does the Bible say? Uh, as Christ loved the church. Okay, and, I, and we're not going to go through it. Uh, we're just going to go real quickly for those of you that were not here. So what we did was in, in, uh, in uh, Colossians 319 and Ephesians 5, uh, uh, 25, I believe it is, we, we, we see that God gives us five uh, ways that Jesus Christ loved the church, and that's the way we are to love our wives. Like it or not, it's not a matter of debates. Let's talk about it. Let's go on the view, and let's talk about it. No, this is the way God says, if you want a strong marriage, okay, so men, listen up. This is the way Jesus Christ loved the church. That's why, please understand this, that's why the church, one of the reasons why the church is still standing, because Christ loved us in this manner, and why some marriages have failed, Is because we not loved our wives the way that Christ has loved his church. So real quickly, just real quickly, okay, I'm not going to, you can read for yourself, but there are five ways, according to scripture, that that Jesus loved the church. The first one was not harshly or or with bitterness, okay? Our two married couples' leaders are in trouble. You're over here, your wife's over there. You you need marriage counseling? We'll talk afterwards. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) It's balanced that's what it is. Okay. So 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 the, the the first way, uh gentlemen, do not be harsh with your spouse. Okay, don't be bittered with them. And the scripture is clear. Now, number two, unconditional love. Jesus loved us when we were messed up. He didn't say, Get your act together and then I'll love you. He says, No, I'll love you in the mess. And we need to love our, our wives when they, when they mess up from time to time, okay? Um, thirdly, sacrificially. And, and I said this marriage is expensive in, in, in this manner. It's gonna cost you something to give up for your wife. Why? Because you value her more than you value yourself. Brother Chino's afraid of not being close to his wife, so he's getting close, bro. Bro, it, it's so obvious. Come on, you know. You should have dropped a fork on the, sp- on the floor and just scooched over a little bit. It's okay. Number five, or uh, uh, four rather, uh, we said husbands, love your wives purposefully. Okay? And what, what I spoke about there was uh, never hold back your wife from what God has called her to do. Because what God has called you to do as a man may not be what God has called your wife to do. Okay? Uh, I'll give you an example, my wife and I. My wife is not the pastor of Hope Christian Fellowship. I am. We're not pastor and co pastor I know some churches that have pastore and pastores and pastorinas and pastore, whatever, okay? It ain't the fact here. I'm the pastor. She's pastor's wife. She has her gifts, and she operates in her gifts. And I will not stop her by saying, well, you've got to support my gift. No, God has called her, and God has called Francis, and God has called Sandra. Even though you never call me back, that's okay. God has called uh, uh, Anna. You know what I'm talking about? Husbands, support your wives in that area. It's important because God has called them. Okay, and and fifthly, um, love your wives passionately. Passionately. Um, You're one. You're not two. Oh, Pastor, I have, I like chocolate, she likes vanilla. That's okay for ice cream, but you're one. One in mind, one in spirit, one in soul, one in passion, one in in moving forward. See, that's why you got to be equally yoked in the very, very beginning. If you're not, you're going to be going in two different directions, and it's going to cause nothing but heartaches. Okay? All right. Now, let's get back to your notes that you have today. Okay, lesson number two, we're going to look, look with me, I'll, I'll tell you where we're going to start. See, what, see where it says, note this, right in the middle of the page, sacrificial love. See that, everybody see that? Just somebody say amen or yes. Okay, all right. Define, before we, we, we go on, define for me, how do you define sacrificial love? Now, we're still talking about the ways that husbands love their wives. Now, I know that I gave you a list of them, but how do, you, how do you find it in everyday life? Whether it be the husbands or the wives. One of you that wish you were had a husband or a wife, okay? Mark? Uh, um, James? Okay, that's definitely good. And wives, on occasion, just say thank you to that seriously. And of course, that reciprocates, too. It's not just the whole one way. Anybody what else? What, are, what, are, what do you consider sacrificial love? How do you, how do you, how do you, uh, how do you, Michael, tell us about your four wives. How do you, so, so, uh, so, single guy. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. That's good. Putting their needs before yours. Anyone else? Okay, okay, that's fine. We, 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 we spend, okay. All right, let's go. Let's go into First uh, Peter. Somebody turn to First Peter chapter three. We're going to look at at what Peter uh, speaks to uh, to the man about about three concepts. First Peter chapter three and verse uh, seven. Somebody read that. Very good. Before we go on to the, let me just say one last thing about sacrificial love. There is no room in any relationship, husband and wife relationship, for the husband to lord over his wife. You understand what I'm saying, lording? Okay, there's no place for that. Why? Because sacrificial love says, I want to serve you. I will never lord over you because I'm physically stronger than you or I'm taller than you or because you know what the Bible says okay never lord when you, when you sacrif- sacrificially love your wife you'll never use your, your, your name or your, or your power to lord over them don't do that the, the hypocrites used to do that in Jesus days okay let's, let's look at what Peter says um, and, he, and he, he speaks directly you husbands Okay, so we cannot make a mistake unless you live in 2023 and now we define husbands and wives a little differently. We don't. We define them. We know if we look at a man, we can tell if he's a husband you know, or if he's a wife. Um, Congress doesn't, doesn't know that. But we do. Um, the, the first thing is in an understanding manner. Uh, what does that mean uh, to you? Peter says... You need to understand your wife. Well, what is, uh, how, do you, how do you interpret that? What, what, what does he mean by understanding? Mark? Gentle way, okay, all right. Anyone else? Any thoughts? Uh, uh, Francis? Okay, okay, very good. Kim?
1: No, okay, all right, okay, good.
0: These are all good, yeah. Anybody else? Any thoughts? Let me give just a couple thoughts. As husbands, we must be, some of you have already used the words sensitive, and considerate. Okay? That is vital. Michael? Yeah, that's all, it all ties in. Yeah, it does. Sure. See, one of the things as a pastor I hear from time to time whenever I'm, I'm, I'm counseling couples is the wife, and it's usually the wife who talks like this and not to the, the husband because the men have it all together. Um, that's why they're there for counseling. But, uh, but to the, the wife will say things like this. He never understands me. He, he he doesn't know where I'm at. Um, he is insensitive to my needs. We never talk. He speaks unkind to me. He doesn't treat me with love. That tells me something, what, what what Kim mentioned. We're not spending enough time together. And Folks, listen. if You marry somebody that you say you love and you're not spending time, somebody, somebody's got to You know, you'll never understand somebody unless you spend time with them. You know that's why even in ministry. You know have you ever have we ever made a judgment about somebody and then had a when we find out we say oh my what a what a what a foolish thing I did or I said why because we're not willing to spend that time but but it's, it's like it's crazy that the one we say we love the one we say I want to spend the rest I want to get old with you. Too late, you're already old. But uh, we don't spend time. You know, we, we, we get busy, and we let the busyness of the day or of life uh, uh, overtake that time that we ought to be spending. Spend quality time. That speaks all of us, starting with me. Spend quality time with each other because that's how you're going to understand her. Secondly, be courteous. Be uh, courteous. Uh, Peter tells us the wife is the weaker vessel. Um, a major part in a, in, a, in a husband or in a man's leadership is that your responsibility is to, to uh, protect and care and give yourself to your wife. You are to be the priest of your home, you are to be the, 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 the provider of your home, and you are to be the protector. Listen, you can say, well, Pastor, my wife and I agreed. No, you cannot agree on anything that God speaks contrary to. Gentlemen, understand this. Even if your wife is the one who, who maybe is the more aggressive one, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, okay, because God made us differently. But understand, man, your job is to be the priest of your home, okay? If you're not leading spiritual things, you're out of order, your job is to protect your family, your wife. And that doesn't mean by some burglar coming in and trying to hurt her. That means if there's stuff coming in on, the, on, on social media, on television that is un, un, in, improper, improper, vulgar, do you get up and say something or do you pretend that it's not even there? Well, we have a policy at, at our house when as soon as that happens, we turn the station or we shut it off. And the story. We don't have to debate it. Why? Because that's the way I designed it. Because I don't want my family being of, of that. It's bad enough. They got to go out into the world and go shopping and even go to wherever they go. And they hear all that kind of nonsense. Okay? So you need to under, understand that, that, that you got to be the priest, the pro- provider, and the protector. Very, very important. Okay? And that's, that, that's expressed, you know, in, a, in, in a many, many ways. The way you care for your wife, it's expressed in many ways. The way you give yourself to your wife is expressed from opening a car door. How many of you guys still open the car doors? I don't want to know a show of hands, though. How many of you remember opening up the car doors for your wife? And, and both of her feet were in the car before you took off, you know? <laughs> well, the car's open themselves. Well, you know, Yeah. <laughs> How about doing dishes? Anybody do dishes, guys? Come on, how many of you do dishes? I'm starting to. You know? The Dish you know? dishwasher. You know, even though, even though hey, that's a good, that's a plus. You kidding? Alright? Um, I do them, I do them now. I can't lie, my wife is here. Okay? Um how about how about this? How about I didn't, I didn't hear who was talking? You mark? I don't want to hear it then. Okay. Let's let, let, let go ahead. What are you, you saying? No, I wash them with Dove soap. Dove? Dove? Is it Dove? (laughs) Dog, dog. But I do wash them. See? Hey, it starts with a D. I'm okay, all right? (laughs) Some of you are saying, see, you got busted past you. You don't wash this. You don't even know the name of the soap. <laughs> um, how about how about this, guys? When was the last time you bought a little rose of some sort? You know, Just, just really. See, we forget those. Okay? Um, and we need not to. We really need not to. It's important. Um, see, sometimes a small but... Expression of, of love means more than once a year anniversary dinner. In fact, I really believe this anniversary, Valentine, and those kind of birthdays—they don't count at all. They don't count at all. Uh, and then uh, he goes on; he gives us a third, uh, a third um, concept, um, and he says this and at the end of that verse. Um, we're in the middle, actually, he says, and show her honor as what? As a fellow co-heirs of grace. Um, the, third, the third concept is a, a close partnership between you and your wife. He, he calls it, Peter calls it a, 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 a fellow heirs. We're fellow heirs. See, marriage is a, uh, is a uniting of two people as one. And one is not greater than the other. Um, have you ever mixed two, two metals? Have you ever melted two metals, two different metals together? They usually don't bond. They usually don't. You could tell the color is different. The strength is um, <laughs> different. But here, Peter tells us that we do bond. The two become fellow heirs. So the husband and wife are one. Because if they were different, they wouldn't blend together. They, one would be stronger, one would be weaker. So we need to, to see our spouse as that. It's important. Um... It speaks to the, the the two becoming one speaks about in intimacy. Not talking sexually, even though that's definitely a part of it, but it goes beyond that. The only time that you're you you are one with your spouse, with your wife, only when you're when you're being intimate, you got a problem. Okay. And it begins with communication, caring, and sharing. Sharing the good and sharing sometimes not the good. And th- those things bring your lives together. Okay? All right. Let's go to question number three. Now you could go to the next sheet that is on your table. Okay? And we're going we're gonna to try to accomplish three, four, and five, because we have a total of eight questions, and maybe by, if not next week, <laughs> the week after we will finish this. And then in July we have a surprise for you again. Question number three says this. If the, wife, if, if the wife submits to her husband, isn't she playing a lesser role? What do you think? If the wife is submitting to her husband, isn't she, is she playing a lesser role? Why? Why? If You say no, why? I know that you know the answer is no, obviously, but, but why? You have to have an answer, a reason for that. Anybody? Is, is Michael the only one here tonight? Michael, you can't talk anymore until next week. Uh, Kim, you're first, and then. Okay. Okay, all right. Okay, Paul. Okay. In fact, you're not a, you're not a real leader unless you have what? A follower, somebody to follow. You know? It's kind of like, you, you can't be a pastor unless you have people to pastor. You just can't. Right, give yourself the title you want, but it don't means, no, it means no, nothing. Now, uh, Ephesians 5.21, what does that say? We're, we're talking about, does it make the wife feel lesser, a lesser role if she has to submit? Because remember, we talked about submitting a bit. Uh, does it make her feel less? What does Ephesians 5.21 say? Okay, so prior to verse 22, when it says, wives submit to your husband, our role is to to submit one to another. That goes across the board in the church as well, in ministry. Whether you're you're an elder, you're a pastor, we are to submit one to another. See, watch this. Husbands show their submissiveness to their wives by sacrificially loving her. Jot that down if it's not in your, in, in your notes. You show your submission to your wife by your sacrificial love for her. I'll give you an example. If And I'll use me. If I truly love my wife and she asked me to do something that I can do, I would, without question. Submitting to that. I'm submitting to that. She asked me to help her here, help her there, do whatever. I could say, hey, don't you know who I am? Didn't the notice come to you earlier? Of course I'm going to do it. Why? Because love says I'll submit if I possibly can. Um, that's not a problem. If men, and listen, and I know you guys don't, but I'm sure that you know some men who struggle in that area. They won't do anything. The king of the castle. They're machissimo. Is that right? Is that right? Is, isn't that what you called Pastor Lou the other day? I okay. I, and, and listen, I know, I'll, I'll share this. If we have problems submitting to our wives in, in that manner, you know what? Then you have an issue that nobody can fix, including God. God. Not that God can't do nothing, but he can't do nothing against your will. He, he won't force it. Okay. Be careful of that. Be looking at the opportunities to submit to, to, um, to each other. In fact, what did Jesus do? Anybody remember what Jesus did in John chapter 13? He, acted, he showed an, a great act of submission. What was it? Yeah, he washed the feet of the disciples. Man, if that isn't submission, I mean, listen, we, we, you struggle washing your own feet. And maybe you will even stretch washing your wife's feet, or you know, but you know, from a distance, so to speak, or, or even the, there are some churches who have foot washing. And I'm not cutting, cutting it up, but but the way they do it, you know, a big tub of water, you pour water, and then you get at least fourteen towels, and you kind of pat like this. I'm not going to judge that. You know, teach their own. But if Jesus could wash the feet of the disciples, filthy feet that walked in, in, in soot and, and dust and all kinds of stuff, and it wasn't just a pouring on water and pat, pat, pat. Um, that's submission. Now, wives, you show your submission to your husband by following his leadership. Ephesians five twenty three. What does it say? Before we go on, I, I wanted, just a thought came to me. Why is it that we do not struggle with Christ being the head of the church? Well, why is it that every Sunday I'm not up there trying to equalize myself with Christ? I truly understand that he's the head, and, and we're still... But why is it that we don't struggle with that, but sometimes men struggle with, or why struggle with the relationship that the husband ought to have to her as leadership? Why is that, do you think? Anybody? Okay, all right, that's a, that's a, that's a reason. I don't know if it's a, okay, that is okay. That's a view. Anybody else? Why is it we don't, we don't, we don't struggle with that? We, we, we say, Lord, we surrender all to you. You're our Lord. We're your servants. We have no problem with that. But yet then when there comes a it, sometimes in relationships, relationship between the husband and wife, the wife kicks back a little bit or, or, or you know. Be careful. Careful. Yeah, okay, try, tell me this. Oh, sit down and then I'll say what I need to say. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay, tell me this. Could it also be, and I agree with what you ladies are saying, could it be though that sometimes we have failed our wives? And now we're asking them to submit to someone who has failed them. Not in areas that we can't do, but in simple things. Honey, could you take out the garbage? No, I did it last month. And now you want me to submit. See, even though we might, you know, it's kind of like the little story of the little boy who kept getting pushed down in a chair, and the father said, sit down. You stand up. Sit down, stand up. Finally, he sat down, he says, I may be standing, I may be sitting on the outside, but I'm standing on the inside. And I think sometimes, listen, that's, I think sometimes that's what happens in relationships. I will submit because I know I'm the Christian wife and I shouldn't do this, but inside I wish I could tear you in Jesus' name, of course. Um, guys, that's why it's, it's, it's easy, it's easy for a wife to maybe rebel a little bit against us, and then we want to throw something at them that is, is to, to Well, put her in her place, but could it be because the little things that we could do, we should have done, and right now some of you guys are thinking of, oh yeah, I got to change that light bulb, she told me six weeks ago, "Mm." yeah, yeah, I know, those kind of things, those little things that irritants, and she's not asking you to, you know, to bring her to the moon, so to speak, or or buy you things that you cannot afford, just the simple things, so be, be cautious of that let me give you a couple things the, the husband's role is that of a leader Now watch this I'm going to give you five four or five things number one he is the head that, that's a fact and listen don't ever say well, you know my husband and I we're both equal in the home no because anything that has two heads is what is a monster and anything without a head what no it's not a monster anything without a head dies Okay, so, so don't, don't, don't go there. That's not biblical. God has called the husband to be the head. Now, for those of you who are single parents, that's a difficult thing. I mean, you don't have a choice unless you have someone who's you're covering, whether it be a dad, whether it be, you know, you know, I've always said this, for single parents within our church, for female single parents in the church, the eldership is your, your spiritual covering, not, not me as a pastor. The eldership, okay? I I make that really, really clear, only because I don't want to put myself in a position where the enemy could, could abuse, okay? So husbands, you are the head. If you act like it, God will bless not only you, but your family and the generations to come. If you don't act like it, God will hold you accountable for what you didn't do. Okay, so when, when, could those, when, could, when would it happen that you might have to uh, uh, usurp a little authority in your marriage? Because in most cases, it's not. I, I seldom hear somebody says, Pastor, I put my wife in her place. No, usually it's pretty smooth flowing. But when is it? When is it where a husband has to step up and say, I, as the head of the home, I have to make a decision? Any 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 experience or examples? I don't want any personal experience. That's between you. That's that's an excellent thing. If, if he senses that that she's not healthy for the relationship, why why? Because he loves his wife. He said, "Well, you can don't tell you who your friends are. You don't tell me." That's where re- re- rebellion sets. And some of you may, may have been experiencing that, and that's rough. It, re- it really is for the man. I don't know if my wife ever told me that. What, I, what, what, do, you, what do you do next? But, but if she knows that, it's, I have your best interest. You know, that, that's why I've always said, uh, wives n- never have a, 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 a male friend that's not your husband's close friend and, and husband's, okay? But also, too, at the same time, uh, husbands, you need to know what's happening because remember, you're her protector. Not only provider and a priest, you're a protector. So if you see somebody, you know, <laughs> Aunt Susie coming in, and she's just bad news, every other word is, is, is negative, not necessarily a cusser. She could be that, and that's bad. You don't allow that. In fact, if you, if you, if you hear that, you stop it immediately. Don't wait until 10 minutes in the conversation. Oh, excuse me, you know, we don't use those kind of words. Really, I've been using it for 12 minutes. You haven't said anything. I, yeah, I know, I just heard it. Oh, no, just speak up, excuse me, you know, what? Just, just like in my house, you don't smoke. And if you smoke, I'll stick it in your ear. Okay. You just don't. Speak it up. So that's that's what protect them. Protect them from that. Uh, so you are you are the head. If if you if you become the head, families usually run smoother. So ladies or m- 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 wives, encourage that. Encourage your husband to be the head of your home. Landon, real quickly. Well, see, see, that's why from the very beginning, and I'm not speaking, hopefully do, do not take this in an offensive manner because it's not meant that way. When you're unequally yoked, um, it, it causes trouble. Uh, if that happens, you've you got to pray for the grace of God to give you, I mean, you could force it, but it never works. You could ignore her, it'll never work. Okay? you got to ask God, give me, Give me grace to deal with this properly. And again, love, love will, will, will override things like that. Yeah, you may have to explain yourself. Let, let me tell you why I don't like you hanging around Susie, A, B, C, D, whatever, you know, and, uh, and, uh, and pray that God would, would open up her eyes as well. Okay, so first of all, husband is the head. Okay, num- no, number two, he is not the master. He's not the master, he's the head. There's a big d- d- difference. Okay. Number three, and we already uh, said a couple of these in the last verse. Uh, the, the relationship between the husband and wife is one of fellow heirs. You are fellow heirs. Heirs, according to 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7. In other words, in the eyes of God, we're equal. One is not greater than, than the other. Okay? One does not have a higher position spiritually than the other. One just has, this, I think Sister Kim mentioned it, different roles. And roles are not, one role is not greater than the other. It's what? Different. That's all. like even in the spiritual gifts, okay? Or or even in the pastoral gifts that we have here at the church. I'm not greater than anybody else. Just different. I fulfill my role. Paul fulfills his role. You know, Sharon fulfills her role. Brother Gerald his. you know, we just fulfill it. And together, what, what, what do we have? We have harmony. And, and it's vital. Okay, let, let's go on number four. She is, uh, uh, she is uh, I said earlier, she is his spiritual equal. The wife is the husband's spiritual equal. And the husband's, number five, the fifth one, husbands are to protect, honor, and understand. Because Peter says she's the weaker vessel. You know, P- Pastor Lou likes to use the example of a tumbler glass and a and a and a champagne glass. Uh, a tumbler is like the man; you can throw that on the floor, and they will just bounce around. He won't break or anything. But a a, a champagne glass, so to speak, is is delicate. Um, that's important. Now, the the wife's role is uh, is by no means second class. There's no inferiority status. It is a God-ordained difference in function. And one complements the other. But it's got to be done with a spirit of willingness. I want to do this because this is what God has called me to do. this is what causes the marriage to be strong this is what causes the the family to be strong for the kids to see the example that they ought to see now the roles differ but but watch this but in essence and value they are equal i'll say it again the roles differ my wife and i do not have the same roles i don't expect her to do what i do and i hopefully she doesn't expect me to do some of the things she does Okay? But the essence and the value of them are equal. Um, you know, I was, I was thinking about this, though, when I was putting this together. Even though men lead uh, and men are the, 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 the head, who seems to have the greater influence on the kids? Who has the greater influence on the kids? The moms do. I mean, you read, uh, you know, Timothy, Lois, and Eunice. You know, the father was there somewhere. He, he wasn't a believer. But, uh, but the, the reality was, is that it was the parents. Uh, it was the, the mother and the grandmother who had greater influence. And it's true today. How, how many of you wives would say that you have greater influence on your kids than dad does, except when he barks at them? Then they put their tail between their legs, and they go upstairs, you know? And they say, poor mom's got to deal with that animal. Now, but it's true. Moms, you, you have that, that influence. And that's good. Because you have a more gentle or gentle uh, uh, relationship, as a rule. As far as what? Okay, 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 okay. Hold on. Okay, how many here really believe that, that your kids come? How many of your kids come to to you as uh, as as the as the mom? How many of you would have more of your kids come to you than to than, than, than to your husbands? If you have children. Okay, as I see more. Okay. So they go to the mom more than they do to the dad. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying that's the reality of it because of the, of the personality. and the m- Mothers are nurturing. I, I remember my daughter, when she was three or four years old, she would put her dolls on the steps. My son would tear the doll's heads off, but my, my daughter would be tender. Why? Because that, that's her that mother's nurturing, okay? And kids are that, gravitated that, that, to that. I'm sorry, say it again? Is there- Okay. okay, I'm sure that, you know what, I'm sure that in every situation there's going to be an exception. I'm talking about in general. Probably eight out of ten families, the, 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 the mother has a greater influence on the children. I think that the children will go to dad when they have a problem that they think that mom cannot resolve. And, and, and if that's the case, that's good and that's, not, that's nothing to, to argue or fight about. It's just, just the way it is. Okay, um, so is it age? It could be. It, it could. I think that as they get a little bit older, they're gonna to want to hang with uh, with. Uh, with well, so they're hanging with you now. Well, well it could be also too. And there's there probably some issues. It could be the time that you spend with him. And if I must say that Aurora does. I'm sure. I know she does. But but sometime a child has a better feel for one or the other. Doesn't mean love one more than. Now, how many of you found that have a boy and a girl that your your boy boy children tend to uh, relate to the or are closer to the mother, and, and and the boys I'm sorry and the and the girls relate more to the father? Yes, no. How many of you? No. I'm just I'm just uh, we we experience that in our in, in our house. Okay, uh, even even my granddaughter, she's like a tattoo with me, boy, and uh, Papa, everything. So I don't fight that. it's just I enjoy it. You know, the other four, the boys, to my wife, constantly. Grandma, they don't, they don't call me if it's if I'm on the phone. Where's grandma? Oh, they, yeah, how are you, too, grandson? Love of my life, the one I'm gonna help through college, maybe. <laughs> you don't fight that. You just say it's it's the way it is. But Nooms, what were you gonna say? Hmm? To you. I think it the kids, the characteristics of this But I think, though, if you were to take a, a poll, I think that there you would find that what, what I said earlier was, uh, was mainly true. There's always going to be one or two that, uh, that don't fall into that, that realm. Okay? All right. Okay, question number four, real quickly. I want to try to get this, this one done if possible. What should be a wife, well, what should a wife do if her husband fails to be the authority for her to submit to? In a perfect world, in a perfect world, um, that would, would not occur. But unfortunately, we live in a, in, a, in a, especially if a wife gets saved and the husband's not saved. And there may be some here, okay. And, and, and that's reality, and we have to know, what does Scripture say? What is the best thing to do? And sometimes, listen, sometimes there's no perfect fit. You know, we think that sometimes you can fix everything. You can't. There are times that you just say, God, give me grace to get through this. And if God doesn't fix it, you need his grace to sustain you through it. So what should a wife do if the husband fails to be the authority that, uh, for her that God wants her to be? What would, any, any thoughts here? Okay, that's a good thing. Okay, jot these down. I don't think I have gave you any spots for them, but, but jot down. Okay, no, no, here it is. No, here, you see where it says, what would be your counsel in this, in this situation? Okay, one is ask him to. Anybody else? Paul? Okay, all right. Okay, we'll address that. Uh, Michelle? Okay, I'm not talking about church, per se. We're just talking about in, in, just in general things. There are some husbands that are spiritually dead. Seriously, guys, that's just the way it is. There are some, there are some that are just spiritually uh, deadbeats, and they leave the wife to lead uh, uh, the home. S- some husbands, their job in their mind is to work, come home, and go back to work tomorrow. And the wife does everything else. Okay? And, and there is nothing that you're going you're gonna to shake them from that. So what do you what do in a case like that? I like what, what Daryl said. Ask them. Now, I need your help here. I need you to be. No, you. Whatever you want to do, you go ahead and do. That's that's on time. The uh, the answer, Michael. Okay, sure, of course, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, Okay. All right. Okay. Okay, fine. Thank you, but you know what? I don't want to do it. You just do it anyway. You're better at it than I am. Let me. I think. I think Paul hit it on the on the kind of on the head. The answer is always. Have you ever? Have you ever put something together and it didn't work out right? Uh, what do you? What is the best thing to do? Go back to the instructions. Tear it apart. Go back to the instructions. Step one. I can do this. I don't need you. Real men don't need instructions. Yeah. By the fifth time, honey, where's those instructions? When, ladies, my counsel to you, based on scripture, when you have a husband that, that will not, uh, that fails in, in being the, the, the authority in your own, whether it be spiritually, whether it be physically with the children, or socially, or, or any of these areas... Go back to being, watch this, submissive. Because, because of, of a few reasons. Now you're going back into God's realm. God tells you to be obedient. If he doesn't give you the leadership to submit to, then watch this, then submit to the things that you think he would like. Well, I'm going to do my own thing. No, that's called rebellion. Okay, what are some of the things that he likes? Okay, that's, that's what I'm going to see unfortunately you know it's it's not a perfect fit why because they're unequally yoked see if you if you're both saved then i I could say to to husband and wife this is what the bible says what the bible says if you don't do it you're you're in sin but but what do i say to a a husband who's not saved or who's disobedient to the word of god you're going to say i could care less what you say It's my house i set the rules and the rules is i'm not going to leave how do you do whatever you want to take the kids to church? Go. You want to do this? You want to find. You want to read the Bible to them? Fine. If you want them to watch this TV or not, then do whatever you want. And there are, there are some men who take that kind of attitude. There's probably few uh, in comparison to, to, to many. Let me, give you, that's, let me give you a few, a few thoughts that, that I had. Um, don't scream or holler. Okay. Don't lose it. Keep your composure. Do not belittle him or distrust him. Let respect always be top shelf. Don't hold back intimacy. Don't, don't, don't ever use that as a weapon. Instead, encourage him, and Michael said, pray pray for him. And I think at times we, we lighten that up and say, that's not, not going to really work. That's why it doesn't work, because you don't believe it's going to work. You need to pray for him. Bring him be- before God. You know, you know, that's one reason why in Romans chapter 12, verse 19, God says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay you know we're saying leave the guy alone i'm taking care of him who hurt you what i'm saying i'm saying to you is you know uh, 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 encourage him and pray for him god is able to do things that when we obey god's word and do it god's way praise him for the things he does well um, i'm not going to go there praise him for the things he does well and then support him even as the head of the household even if he's not when opportunities come um, for him to lead, ask your father. What do you think we ought to get? Give him opportunities to come to the plates. Because if you don't, because some some of the the attitudes is this, when a wife understands this is just the way it's going to be, so I'm just going to take the ball and run with it, and you never give him an opportunity to come up to the plates. Maybe he's just having a bad, Who knows? Is that time of his his life, midlife crisis, I don't know. But if he's that way, always keep the door open. But, watch this though, above all, here's the kicker, refuse to take dominant leadership of the family. Do not say, okay, if you're not going to lead, then from now on, I'm going to lead. I'm going to do everything. Don't do that, because in in many cases, that's what husband is waiting for. All he wants is, 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 he wants to, he wants his meals, he wants house clean, kids in order, and sex. Not necessarily in those orders either. It's the reality. So if you give up dominance, he'll let you take it, as long as he gets what, whatever he wants. But no, when opportunities come, you let him lead. It all it, all yeah. But and he that mm-hmm. uh, she Yeah, sure. sure, sure. But but isn't that a shame they say that's so common? Listen, I, I I hear this from time to time. He missed out on so much blessing. You know, you know, you know there, there's an old saying that says, dead noses smell no roses, which means that we don't appreciate things until they're gone, but then, then you can't fix it. You can't, yeah. Sure, oh yeah, yeah, sure. Huh? Okay, sure. Okay, good. okay, Just, I'll give you a few more things. Just give me five more minutes, and then we'll be done with lesson four. Next week, we'll finish five minutes. Uh, so for, first of all, refuse to take dominant role in leadership. Secondly, be obedient to the biblical pattern. If your husband asks you to do something that is not contrary to scripture, do it. If it's not immoral, do it. Okay? Secondly, or thirdly, make suggestions when necessary. Make suggestions. Don't always make, do not, and never make a major decision. Make sure that he's in it. that he's in agreement. Even, even if he says, whatever you want to do, whatever you think. If it's minor, not a, not a problem. But when there's, there's a major decision to be made, there's got to come agreement between the, the, the husband and the wife or at least the, the agreement in the same direction. And then, as I, we said earlier, leave room for him to step up. Because sooner or later, his eyes are going to open. Look, look at what, what First Peter tells us. In uh, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 1 and, and, and 2, it says this, In the same way, you wives, be submissive to your own husbands, so that even if any of them are disobedient to the word, they may be won without a word by the behavior of their wives, as they observe your chaste and respectful... watch. Notice these two words, respectful behavior. That's where I think, you, 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 you know what, what, what men really need and really want, besides what I mentioned earlier, those four? Respect. They want respect. That, that's the way we are made. I'm not saying it's necessarily 100% right, but men want respect. So when a wife disrespects her him, that's you're opening up a Pandora's box. okay So uh, Peter says... Submit to your own husbands that even without you even saying a word, just your behavior is going to win them over. That's vital. Now, Peter is not here saying, and I've said this before, and I'll say it for times to come. Peter is not teaching here at all that women must blindly follow everything that their husband does. I'm sorry, their husband says. Because the Bible says, "Wives, submit your husbands." Uh, wives, submit to your husbands. In what? What does what does the next word say in Ephesians five twenty four? It says the word everything. But I've said before that word everything is not everything. It's a qualified everything. If ever the time he were to ask you to do anything ungodly, immoral, or, or uncomfortable for you, you have the right to take a pass on it. In fact, you must take a pass on it, because if you open up that door, you, you, you don't know where, where it is going to lead. But a godly woman will seek to win her husband over uh, and not, not embarrass him by a quiet spirit, the Bible says, a gentle spirit, and being re- respectful to him and not rebellious. All right? And the last part we, we already mentioned, in Acts chapter 5, verse 29, uh, we read uh, the principle of uh, submitting to God more than to, to man.
1: Okay, if ever the timing.
0: And I, I, would, I would believe that there's not a husband here, at least, who would ever ask his wife to do anything illegal and moral or something that's going to hurt her um, emotionally or, or, or even spiritually. But if you would, then you need a good beating. Um, your wife is to be treasured. Are we perfect in that? Absolutely not. We all, can, we, we all need to work at it a little bit more. Sometimes, how many, how many of you men without showing hands, how many of you men say, say, Pastor, sometimes it's just hard to be nice to my wife.
1: Sometimes I just
0: want to bruise her in a loving way. You know, you know what? That's when you really need to come up to the plate. Because if you just, if, if you just retaliate, it'll never end. It'll never stop. Any questions before we close? And Lord willing, next week we'll, we'll get into five, six, seven, and eight if, if time allows. No questions? Any comments? Any subtractions? Additions? Of course, Michael. Why did I know? Yes, sir. Yes. The only problem with yeah, I agree with you, you know, in a perfect world, the only problem with them, most husbands that are in that realm, they don't want to hear the Bible. They don't want to hear nothing about church. They don't want to hear nothing about your Christian friends. They don't want to hear nothing about K-Love. They don't want to hear nothing about uh, not buying any more beer for me. Okay? You know, if they're not safe, you know, yeah, no, it is. It's, it's, it's a good idea, except that it's, it doesn't work in most cases because their heart is not in that direction. Their heart is all about me. Just be happy that I come home at night and I pay the bills. Okay. So you ask for, for God's grace. But that, that's where, be consistent. According to 1 Peter chapter 3. Let, let, let your beauty not, not only be seen on the outside, let it be seen on the inside. How you speak to him. And, and let's face it, when you get mad, what do we do? We usually raise our voices higher. We usually use words that probably are not very nice. Maybe not, not vulgar words, but they're words of belittling somebody you have to be careful about that if your husband if anyone here if you have a husband like that okay you just got to be wiser than than uh than mean don't be mean take that out of you because see if you're trusting God to save your husband and to change him then you got to live your life the way God says see you can't be a, a mean bitty and they say God save this old goat and then you cuss him out, uh, and, 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 you, and you push him away when he tries to be tender to you. And you say, you ain't touching me, you old dog, you. Until you come to church, and come to the altar, and I'm taking a picture just to remind you. you know, you're know, you not going to win him that way. You love him, quietly. Our problem is our nature is re- 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 to, re- to, re- to get even. <laughs> Okay. Be just, all I'm just saying because some of you have unsaved husbands or husbands that are not yet walking in the way that they should could it be I'm not saying it is could it be that he sees maybe some of your actions and some of your examples and he says and you want me to go to that, that church is that what they're teaching you at that church is that what, what you read in that Bible that you, you beg me to read with you if it's not doing you any good why should I waste my time Pastor Nooms and, and close this your wife is over there you have no rights talking over there no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. good that's good see, we have a we have a tendency ladies if i'm wrong forgive me but i think we have a picture this is how we want our husbands to be so we have a picture of that but what we ought to be concerned about is let me just act the way god wants me to be and then god will take care of how he should look and sometimes that takes time but but see that's why it's important if your husband if, if you're not married here if there's anybody here not married and you're looking for a husband then you look for one who loves jesus more than they love you Because if not, you're just asking to get into that kind of trouble. And then, once you're in, it's very, very hard to get out. The only way out in many cases is, I didn't sign up for this, I want a divorce. That's not the answer. The answer is, let's do it right in the beginning. You carry out your role as a wife to love, to respect, be gentle, be kind. And let God deal with the rest. As long as He's not putting His hands on you, and we will talk about that probably next week about how to handle a, a man who is physically abusive. There, scriptures is clear about that as well. But other than that, just say, God, let me be what I must be according to Your Word, and then You'll take care of what my husband should look like and act like. It takes time. It takes grace. It takes patience. It takes praying a lot. It takes biting your tongue. It takes smiling when inside you're dying. And it also takes maybe gathering with a, another woman or two at the most, not a whole posse and praying. So, ladies, be careful. If you share something with another one, make sure that she's trust one who you can trust. Not every woman can be trusted. One amen? It's the truth. Men could care less as a rule, but women? Oh, give me some more juice. Quickly, Brother Terry, and then we'll close. Uh Then, 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 Then what you do at that point, that's where you pray for the grace and the mercy and strength of God to get you through till death do us part. Remember, your contract with God was till death do us part. I'm sorry? so so okay so if we could so if we can make it work uh, uh, uh then it's okay that's what we're saying i don't agree with that because that's not what the word of god says okay also too because we are examples especially if we, if we have children it may work for you because for some okay but again that's not god's best we're always striving for god's best and you you don't have to be a, a brute I have have no problem with women. There's a relationship here where the woman is dominant and the man is gentle, but she knows he's the priest of of the home. She knows his role, and he knows his role. I I have no problem. 95% of the decisions that are made in our home, my wife makes them because she knows what I allow and what I don't allow, and I know what she allows and don't allow, so it's, it's not a big, big deal. We seldom struggle about, you know, major, major things, seldom. You know, it's the little silly things, I think, sometimes that get us in trouble. We could be here forever. Father, thank you. Lord, we thank you for our wives. We thank you for our husbands, Lord God. We thank you for, especially those within this place, Lord, that have husbands and wives and both love you. And, and Lord, we could speak to them with the word, and the word is what molds them and changes them and, and what we're willing to obey. There's some that whose husbands are not yet walking in, in, in full commitment to you. And it's to them that we, we send our word of, of word of encouragement, a word of prayer, that they would just hold on. They would continue to submit back to the word of God, to what the word says, because the word never is never wrong. The word is true. It may take longer because maybe we've been disobedient, maybe, or maybe because he has changed throughout the years. And it's not for the better, but it's for the worse. But you still are in control. And all we have to do is just default back to submission to what your word says. As long as he's not asking us to do something ungodly, that we submit and trust you to work it out in his life. Lord God, help us to love one another. Help us to submit to one another. Regardless what our title is, but that our love for each other, not only for our spouses, for each other would say whatever you need to do that
1: you need that I can do
0: I'm willing to do it for you because I love you I care for you bring us home safely we thank you in advance for a good night's sleep and a good day tomorrow
1: Lord we we pray for brother
0: David Kramer as he travels tomorrow to 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 go to a funeral Lord protect him and bless him in Jesus name we pray